How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Hey, so thank you for tuning in to Chomp at the Bit. I'm Kyle Evers, of course. Uh, in this episode, I'm going to talk about Tom Brady. And then, while talking about Tom Brady, I'm going to work Big Ben into the conversation as well because, you know, those are the two quarterbacks that are retired this offseason, kind of marking the end of, well, almost marking the end of the old kind of guard in the NFL in terms of the quarterback position. Uh, we still have a couple left, like uh, Aaron Rodgers and... I don't know, do you throw Matt Ryan into that group, I guess? I mean, Matt Ryan's only a couple of years younger than Aaron Rodgers. So, I'm going to take a look at... So, yeah, Brady. Talk about his greatness. Talk about Big Ben, because I do think that Big Ben kind of gets lost in the hierarchy of quarterbacks from this Brady era. So I think I'm going to attempt to kind of place Big Ben in his rightful place. Um, I know there's some other stuff to talk about with the NFL. I'll save that. Um, the whole Brian Flores thing, which I talked about a little bit, I believe the last episode, but probably want to talk a little bit more about that. Um, I'll save that for an episode where I talk about, uh, I guess, the coaching carousel since that is tied into that story. So, but with that, go ahead, take a look at uh, these two quarterbacks where for years, you know, the two of them went up against each other in the playoffs, had some good games against each other. Uh, both of them were, they weren't exactly, you know, the, the biggest names coming out of college. I mean, Big Ben went to what Miami of Ohio, I think, and then we know Brady went to Michigan, which is a big name school, yes. But Brady's time in Michigan was kind of playing second fiddle to Drew Henson, who was the more acclaimed uh, recruit at Michigan. Now, obviously, we know that Brady went on to have a better career than uh, one Mister Drew Henson. But he was supposed to be the better player. So, um, uh, let's see. So, yeah. So, Brady, you know, beats the odds. Late draft pick. You know, probably went to the right situation where the pages were built defensively. Brady was able to kind of fit in, you know, get accustomed to the NFL pretty much just gain experience because like I said he split time in Michigan so you know he wasn't exactly the most seasoned college quarterback coming out and 
you know, he he had success early on. He slowly developed his game, much in the way as you know, quickly shifted today. We're seeing that with Mac Jones, so that's the blueprint that Belichick clearly wants to set for Mac Jones. Not saying Mac Jones is going to become Tom Brady, but you know, ease them into you know the real flow of the NFL. And then at a certain point, you kind of just unleash them and, you know, let them be. So, uh, Brady, like I said, early on, quick throw, short throw, rely on the defense. As he got a little bit older, he slowly started developing in the passing game, doing a little bit more. And then, you know, middle part of his career, he turned into the guy that we see, well, that we saw for the you know better part of, I don't know, like 10, 15 years. And I believe I said this before, but, you know, to me, Brady is the best quarterback that I've seen. You know, when I always address, you know, greatest or whatever I usually do it based off what I've seen unless you know if there's some players that maybe were around before me if I saw you know like classic games and stuff like that from I could develop kind of a opinion on it but for me it's Brady you know Montana and that's not just because of the success that Brady had because you know he has the seven rings six with the Patriots one with Tampa Bay he's been to the Super Bowl ten times nine with the Patriots so he goes six and three with the Patriots one and oh with Tampa Bay but Brady's biggest quality to me was his ability to how do I put this It was basically his ability to take whatever Belichick gave him in terms of wide receivers. And I mean, it was a wide gambit of players from, you know, Troy Browns of the world who were, you know, the reliable types. I mean, he had success with Doug Gabriel, Rache Caldwell, guys that a lot of you who listen to this probably don't know who who they are. You know, he had... Gronk, he had uh, Hernandez, um, but then he also had Kyle Brady, um, Daniel Graham. So he was able to have success with great players, Randy Moss, Julian Edelman, and your average run-of-the-mill wide receiver running backs as well. You know, Antoine Smith, Corey Dillon, uh, Kevin Falk, James White. So, and I think that probably tied into the fact that, you know, he was a sixth round pick. So, he understands you just got to make the best of your opportunity. And he was able to do that. He brought the best out of a lot of players because there was a lot of, you know, players that, played with Brady who left and didn't have the same success 
I mean, we know that Brady was he was a very accurate passer. He could throw the deep ball. Didn't have the strongest arm, but he threw a pretty good deep ball. And, you know, he just kind of did what it took to win. You know, along the way, he had his rivalries, Peyton Manning. Um, I feel like he had a little one with Phillip Rivers. They had a couple of games there for a couple of years where they went back and forth. Big Ben, we'll talk about in a little bit here. So it's not like he went through his run going up, going up against no-name quarterbacks. He had a lot of them that he had to go through. Um, so yeah, he spent 20 years with the Patriots. Then we know how at the end uh, he wanted something different. I think Belichick was ready to move on. Went to Tampa Bay. Perfect roster for him as he was, you know, advanced age. He had success there. Got a ring the first year he was there. Second year this past year. Didn't go as planned. You know, lost to the Rams. Now, kind of the backstory with the whole Brady situation was Brady's departure was actually divisive for Patriots fans because you had your I mean I guess like I don't know like true Patriots fans I don't want to really put it that way but I'm just going to put it that way for this analogy right now who Brady left you know they thanked him for what he did but they turned their attention to Mac Jones and the new group but there was a growing sector of the you know Patriot fan base that once Brady left and we were hearing from media reports that you know basically Belichick was like pushing him out Brady didn't want to leave there were Patriot fans that broke off became Bucks fans sided with Brady now I thought the whole story was you know trash because sure Brady and Belichick aren't you know just friends or something but they don't necessarily have to you know be in that certain way to explain their success they both acknowledged each other's greatness and they worked together because that was another thing that came from it you know when Brady was in New England all these media people hated on him they they trashed everything he did you know they 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 were ready. They pounced on him with Deflate Gate, which was trash. I'm not gonna get into all that because that would take about an hour to talk about. Um, Spygate, trash. Not gonna talk about that either. But they knocked him down for that. They always kept him down when he was out there winning with whatever team was around him. They consistently put Manning ahead of him. They put Rogers ahead of him. Some people put Breeze ahead of him. And it was, it was crazy. It basically took Brady winning like the fifth, the, well, not the fifth, like the fourth or fifth ring before people really said, maybe he's the best. All while the rest of the guys I just named had like one or two. Two in Manning's case, even though the second one he was carried to. But we'll talk about that at another time. So... He was always an underdog. 
and he, you know, as we learned through, you know, players who have been around him, he used all that to kind of fuel him throughout his career. So he was a crazy competitive guy. We saw it on the sideline where he'd get, he, you know, he'd go at Bill O'Brien or Josh McDaniels, whoever the offense coordinator was. He would go, you know, slam his helmet after he threw an interception. He'd get fiery on the sideline with, you know, Edelman, Gronk, guys like that. So then he was just the ultimate competitor. You know, this is coming from me as a Patriots fan and watching him. You know, it, it was it was fun to watch. But now that he's gone, you know, um, I guess I should talk real quickly about the whole, you know, the retirement, how it went, where Schefter and those guys said he was going to retire. Brady said he wasn't going to, but then retired like two days later. Um, did the whole thank you to Tampa Bay and their fans and organization. I know some Patriot fans are up in arms about it. I didn't care really about it. I understood where they were coming from because it seemed like he was completely distancing himself from his Patriot years, which, you know, maybe that's a product of, you know, maybe the disagreement or whatever with Belichick in the end or whatever, but, you know, he did what he did, whatever. Uh, I mean, since then, he's like retweeted statements from Bob Kraft and said, like, love the organization. Retweeted stuff from Bill Belichick, so whatever. But it's going to be weird watching football next year and not having Tom Brady in the league. But I mean, the league will go on, and, you know. Is what it is. To steal a line from Bill Belichick. Now, where Big Ben comes into the whole story, like I said, Big Ben had, um, you know, his battles with Brady and the Patriots throughout his career as well. I mean, there's a stretch there where, you know, if uh, Roethlisberger didn't make the championship game or a Super Bowl, most likely it's because he lost to Tom Brady. And. Ben's career I'm interested to see how Big Ben is remembered in a few years because why why if you why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet you might be hearing this why a lot why every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours why why because your network gives priority to cell phone users why, why? good question why not switch to Cox internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours okay stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion Big Ben's success came early in his career and then middle part of his career he was kind of close but never getting back to the top almost and then the last couple of years it was it was rough to watch so I wonder what phase of his career gets remembered more I mean because like I said he did not I guess age well 
whereas Brady was an MVP candidate this past year. Big Ben, far from it. Now, of course, you look at Big Ben and Brady, you see the differences right away. Big Ben was a bigger guy. Uh, You know, at least from the outside looking in, didn't seem like he was a guy who took the greatest care of his body like Brady did. I mean, Brady had the whole TB12 method. Uh, I think the story is he basically planned his regimen and his diet out for like a couple of years or something. Something crazy like that. But that shows like real dedication to making sure his body could hold up to the rigors of NFL seasons as he got into his 40s. Big Ben kind of was just a big bodied guy all of his career. Problem was when he was younger, he could make it work for him because he would just use that to, you know, shed defenders coming at him to, you know, sack him or tackle for a loss or hit him as he was scrambling. He would use that to bounce off a guy or two, get the extra yard. Ultimately, as he got older and his body type kind of stayed the same or got a little bit worse. I feel like those hits started to really get to him. And we started seeing the injuries start piling up. Um, the worst, I think, was the was the elbow from a few years ago. Because basically, once he came back from that, whatever arm strength he had was shot. Because neither guy had the strongest arm. You know, neither one of them was John Elway or Brett Favre or Aaron Rodgers. But they were efficient enough to do what was needed. Uh, Big Ben was another guy who threw a beautiful deep ball. But with that, you know, there was a difference in mindset between Brady and Big Ben. Brady was more calculating and, you know, accurate and kind of cautious where he would go to the open man, whether it was short, intermediate, if he got somebody deep downfield, went to him. Big Ben was more of your gunslinger, risk taker. Yes, some of that paid off for him, but at other times it led to costly turnovers. But it was, I mean, for Big Ben, I think that was the mentality he had to have, though. Because while he was in Pittsburgh, he had weapons there that kind of played to that part of him. Antonio Brown, big time downfield threat. Most times you threw it near Antonio Brown, he was coming down with it. Um, was, he was there with Heinz Ward. Hinesworth wasn't really a deep down in the field guy, but he was his security blanket over the middle. Heath Miller, you know, guys like that. So I wouldn't when it was clicking with Big Ben, Steelers were tough. But you know, there were there were a lot of times where it wasn't happening. A lot of times it was against the Patriots because Patriots kind of seemed to be that kryptonite to Big Ben in the playoffs. You know, he could have success most years, I think, if New England got knocked out by somebody else. 
So, um, I think Big Ben has two rings. I want to say. Um, but even with that, uh, I think he gets, as I said in the beginning of this episode, he gets kind of lost in probably a large middling group of players where, you know, they weren't Brady's level because for this era, Brady was the clear cut number one. Yes, I'm saying clear cut because I know a lot of people tried Manning Rogers, but Brady's the clear cut gold standard number one from this era. Uh, I guess below that you would throw in Manning Rogers. This breeze. Hoping not to, you know, forget somebody critical to this era, but um, I guess those three. I feel like below that you get, I guess, the consensus you probably get with like Philip Rivers, maybe Matt Ryan. Um, how old is Matt Stafford? Matt Stafford's got to be like mid thirties. Yeah, throw him in. Matt Stafford. Um, yikes! I'm gonna run out of names here. I feel like there's some names that are so obvious that I'm missing. But um, maybe Eli. And I kind of think like Big Ben gets pushed below Eli in the grand scheme of things, which. Maybe I'm wrong in reading that, but I think that's crazy because I do think uh, Eli Manning is greatly overrated when, you know, placed in history. Because, yes, he has the two Super Bowl wins over the Patriots. And since the Patriots are so hated, it like exponentially counted for Eli Manning more than it should have, even though the first Actually, both of them were credited to his defense with Strahan tucking them. You know, Manning made the Tyree play, which is the only play that people remember, even though it's a play that shouldn't have happened because of holding and all this stuff. But whatever, it happened, blah, blah, blah. Second one was the throw to Manningham down the side, which was a great throw, but that's all people remember. But if I'm, if I was looking to start a franchise, everybody at their peak, I would take Big Ben over Eli Manning easily, any day. I could probably, I would, I would confidently say I would take Big Ben over Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers is a guy who, I mean, he gave it his all. I, I give Philip Rivers that he played. He had that AFC title game against the Patriots where he played with like a torn ACL which was crazy to me but that's who Philip Rivers was problem was as much as Big Ben was a risk taker Philip Rivers was even more of a risk taker and that got him in trouble all the time so I'd take Big Ben over him now if you want to get into Big Ben Matt Ryan 
I think Matt Ryan's going to be a guy once he retires, might get a little bit, might be kind of in the same situation as Big Ben where they may get not necessarily forgotten, but uh, maybe a tad underrated for their talent, you know, during their career. But I could make the argument I'd take Big Ben over Matt Ryan. I think it's close there. So whereas Big Ben probably gets pushed down into the third group, I think Big Ben deserves to be probably at the lower part of the second group behind Brady, the group with Manning, Rodgers, and Breeze. Now, those three, I think, would be Manning, Rodgers, and Breeze would be ahead of Roethlisberger, but I think you can put Roethlisberger in that second tier, and I wouldn't have a problem with it. Like I said, I think... Now, that's for me, I'd put him there. I think to the average fan, they'd probably put Ben in the third group, unless you're a Steelers fan, of course. Uh, but like I said, Big Ben's ending to his career, I think, you know, tarnished how people view the rest of his career a little bit. Especially that 11-0 year. Where, like I said, the Steelers started off 11-0 and then went on to lose the rest of their games in the regular season and then got embarrassed in the playoff. And I think that was like the real moment where I thought he would be done. But he came back. Was it for two years after that, I think? And it did not get any better. And I think for some, that's going to be the lasting image that you're going to have of Big Ben, unfortunately. And as much as I, you know, uh, crapped on Big Ben during the year, I understand what he, you know, maybe he he held on too long. But to try to tell an athlete, you know, that you should retire when they feel they have more to give, I understand how difficult that is. So I guess to wrap it all up, Brady is the GOAT. Um... Like I said, if I was to do a quick top five of my of the quarterbacks I think are the greatest, I'm going Brady one. I'd go Montana two. I mean, even though he didn't win, I'd probably go Marino three. Peyton four. Rogers five. That's just quickly thinking of a top five. Big Ben, I'd probably have. I mean, next group of five, I'd be looking at. Who did that name? Like Elway's. Like Steve Young. I can say Big Ben, maybe. Eight, nine, ten, that area. Which isn't bad. But but yeah. He's not top five. Probably top ten. Uh if I had time to think about it. I wouldn't be mad if, you know, maybe top twelve. Any lower than that might be getting crazy. I don't know. 
maybe some episode maybe some other episode i'll actually think about it and write down top 10 for me and maybe we'll go over that i don't know but for right now uh i think good place to end this episode so uh congratulations to big ben tom brady on their careers and all that they'll both be hall of famers of course i mean it's gonna be tough that hall of fame year you know big ben goes in and then you can have brady going in the same time as you but hey that's just how it worked out so uh, hopefully you enjoyed this episode let me know what you think um do you think brady is the greatest of all time where do you put big ben because i would be interested to hear where you guys think big ben falls historically in this era uh let me know you can do that you know uh, comments or review part uh you can follow me on twitter at chopping podcast let me know there um also i forgot to mention this like a week ago uh podcast is now available on good pods if you i guess subscribe to that platform uh you can go on there you know follow the show all the episodes pop up there as well and can interact with me over there as well so just want to put that in here but um you know thanks again hit the like subscribe follow all that good stuff uh even if there's something you didn't like let me know what you didn't like but um as i say at the end of every episode be safe out there uh god bless and i'll catch you next episode all right i'm out how powerful is cox internet so powerful that one day your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply.